Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Live Wire Fantasy Football. We are brought to you by the Rise Network, which is our official platform for our show. Be sure to visit www.risenetworkus.com to visit all the shows, bloggers, streamers, and YouTubers. Rise is a network that embraces everybody and everything with a focus on these three words, growth, ascension, rise. Welcome back to another episode of Live Wire Fantasy Football. I'm here with my co-host, Colin Macklem. Good morning. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. And my beautiful producer, Roger Curitan. Go green. Go, Go white. white. <laughs> God, I see you repping Sparty. Yes. Yeah, oh, didn't we win a big game this weekend or something? Yeah. That was, big? That was, that was uh, two two weekends. No, that was that a weekend. Was this weekend, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. He's too finally too comes. Yeah. Was that this past weekend? Yeah, dude. I know. Life is. It's oh yeah, I had, to, I had to come back to the studio. Yeah, this guy. This, yeah, this guy was lost. If you caught if you caught Thursday or uh, Sunday's live episode on Twitter, make sure you check that out every 11 a.m. on Sunday live on Twitter. Uh, if you've caught that, this guy was miserable. Yeah, absolutely both, fucking miserable. Both my props didn't hit. Hey Rod, there's people talking about you being a Walmart Spartan. How do you feel about that? Walmart Spartan. Well, I have family ties to Michigan State family now. Tie. Hey, fuck with the mob, and I got ties. So I, I don't, unfortunately, I don't have a choice. But there's like no choice. Yeah. So that I mean, ain't Walmart. Yeah. That's legit. You I got mean, more ties all, than I do, and I graduated. My friend, there. All my friends have gone to Michigan State too. So I mean, I can't yeah. like just. What are you gonna do? Cheer for the maize and blue? Yeah. Right. Be that guy. I respect it though. I'm not. I'm not like that person who just hates to see Michigan. You know, like there's yeah. people who just hate Michigan. Oh, I grew up a Michigan fan. Yeah. I love Juwan Howard. I don't like Jim Harbaugh. I would say that. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh can kick rocks. Yeah, but yeah. both both Harbaugh brothers actually. If, if you want to talk about that, you Colin will tell you why a little bit later. If we uh, end up bringing up that vulturing stat with those running backs and Lamar Jackson. Hey, I think that. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. I'm oh, about to, I'm about to dive you, in. No, yeah, dive in real quick, bro. Let I him know. That, Let I him think, fucking know. I think that John Harbaugh is a good coach. Oh. I do, because he knows how to win. He knows how to win football games. He puts his team in good position to win football games. But God damn it, will you let Lamar score a damn touchdown? With his legs. Yeah, I wish Lamar Jackson would just take a page out of Jalen Hurts' book and just, you know, take all the touchdowns for himself. But, you know, Lamar wants to win. He's. I think we'll talk about it later. I think I just think that Lamar is about to go nuclear. Why? Because, it, like I said, we were talking about his touchdown rates, his passing rates. Is, or his passing touchdown rate and his rushing touchdown rate is below pretty significantly from his career rates. So I think those yeah, vultures, so why, why would that why would that result in he's going to blow up soon? What if that's just the new norm? It's just back to the regression of the mean. We have right, we have nope, a big, nope, we have, we have, nope. <laughs> we have a big enough sample size where we know what we can expect from a player like Lamar Jackson. And so when you see his numbers so low, although it feels like he's been playing so well. You can expect his number, his touchdown numbers at least to go up. His yards numbers are way up from his career numbers, but the touchdowns are down, which doesn't make sense. I think it's the same shit with Kyler this year. Kyler's not doing anything on his legs. He's top ten in rushing attempts, but bottom, uh, I'd say, I'd say bottom fifteen on rushing yards. I think was a stat. So I mean, the attempts are there, but they're not doing it as much with their legs. They're, maybe they're sliding a little bit more this year. Maybe they're being safer, running out of bounds. We know Dak Prescott's not doing anything with his legs this year, as he shouldn't. Uh, I'd rather keep him out there on the field than than you know catch a couple more TDs on the ground because we know that man is clearly fragile now. He's he's entered that category with that that leg apparently is really fucking him up. And what I from what I understand from people like Stefania Bell. She's talking about how his broken ankle is actually what caused his calf to get fucked up. 
Are you talking about uh, Prescott? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Once once you break a break a bone, it's like your your other muscles, your other your ligaments and stuff. They got to pick up the slack for for what's not being used, and that's what we're seeing. Like you see it all the time. Someone hurt, breaks an ankle, and all of a sudden their calf or something higher up in the extremities gets extremities. Good word, dude. Like dude, that? Rod, this guy not only a mathematician but a doctorate. Yep. Fancy football expert. You're basically Johnny Sins. Yeah, hey, you know. No, he's literally Johnny say? Sins. You're the Johnny Sins of of our podcast. Jack of many trades, master of master none. Master of none. Very yeah. good. All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's go into the Thursday night preview tonight. We have the Jets, 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 Jets. Yeah. Teams with a combined five and ten record this year. Yeah. So I love that. It's exactly what you're looking for on Thursday night football. Jets, you know? Colts, Colts at home. Lines ten and a half. Over unders forty six. Kicking that off at eight twenty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <sighs> I am actually excited for this game because there is fantasy ownership in this game. That's the best part. You know, it sucks when you have guys like like the Jacksonville Jaguars out there because you know if you don't got James Robinson, who you who you really cheering for? I mean, but for the Jets, if you don't got Michael Carter, who are you cheering for? Uh, that's a good point. I see Corey Davis Jameson, is doubtful. Yeah, Corey Davis probably going to play. Jameson, Jameson Crowder probably has COVID for the fifth time. And that, not even that, but if you're starting Jameson Crowder, you are clearly down bad. Yeah. Clearly yeah. down bad. Down very bad. Down very bad. But let's kick into Michael Carter territory right now. But give me give me some numbers. You want to, you want the numbers on Michael let's Carter? Do, let's do some Michael Carter talk because he is probably the biggest name coming out of this game right now uh, because he's coming out of nowhere. He seems to be a diamond in the rough. Uh, if you drafted him early in the year, you might have fucking dropped him, which I don't blame you. But whoever picked his ass up is looking pretty good right now, especially with Mr. Mike White as the QB1 in New York. Yeah, I mean, over the last two weeks since Mike White has... Taking the keys from first-round pick Zach Wilson, he has a 25.6% target share, which is the highest on the Jets. Carter, that is. Carter, yeah, Michael Carter. I don't know if this is sustainable, but it definitely looks like... I mean, the pass, the pass-catching options in, in New York isn't nothing to write home about. Obviously, Corey Davis is over there, but he's looking doubtful. So, I mean, this could be another boom spot for Michael Carter, especially with uh, Mike White, you know, talk, chucking the ball to him. But, yeah, I mean... Pretty. You, these are stats you can't ignore. Michael Carter. He's been getting high target share. He's been getting catches, and he looks good. He looks good doing it. I don't think this is some fluke thing. I mean, we've had we've seen Le'Veon Bell come in there and do absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like you know this is just a, an affluent offense where all of a sudden you could plug anyone in and they'll do the job. That's not the case at all. And if you look at it, dude, he's got in the last. Two weeks, folks, coming off of the bye against New England and Cincinnati. He has 23 targets in two weeks, combining for 17 catches over almost 170 yards uh, in the air. Mike White gave that man the ball 14 times last Sunday. So clearly, Mike White is uh, uh, king of checkdowns. And (laughs) speaking of checkdowns, I saw a stat that Mike White had over 400 passing yards. Only a hundred, he had under two hundred air yards. That's disgusting. <laughs> that, that means over half of his yards yeah, catch came run. after the catch. Yeah, pretty yeah, unbelievable. I mean, but no, that's good. And if you got to, if you have a guy like Michael Carter, hopefully uh, he'll be a part of that train and catching a lot of balls and hopefully taking them for a lot of yards. And because I don't, I don't like his opportunity to find the end zone. I don't like anyone's opportunity on the Jets to find the end zone. Um, but if we can march down the field with the ball in Mister Carter's hand. Um, I would be happy considering I'm maybe a little biased because I am a starter of my, Michael Carter. And guess what? Guess who I'm playing this week, Roderick? Who are you playing? The booth, 
the booth is a matchup right now. Who? The booth. Me and Ristic in the booth. In the booth. Oh, it's you two. Oh, yeah. it's us. It's oh, you guys have even mono imano. Yeah, talk about that. Oh yeah. What are we talking about? And then oh, I don't. Yeah. Not to look. Not, yeah, we don't look ahead. I mean, you focus on the task at hand. But right. next week, I got my beautiful producer. Which next week you'll be ugly as fuck. <laughs> uh, hey, I told you the matchup of next week. It's Dallas versus uh, Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Dak versus Pat. Dak versus Pat at four twenty-five. Oh, you Tyreek versus the field. You're scared, huh? Mm-hmm. You're scared. No, I'm not scared. There you are. I'm not scared. Healthy Dak. Healthy Coop. I want. I want to talk about Mahomes later too. Oh, we will. Oh, we, we will. will. We, oh, got we, will. we got some numbers for you. We don't. You worry. Yeah. Don't you uh, worry. But Indianapolis guys, uh, Carson Wentz is undefeated on Thursdays. By the way, he's Ooh. five and zero. Oh. Uh, and, wow. four, and four and one against the spread. The so, anti Kirk Cousins. So if anybody's interested in betting tonight, uh, maybe you should go Carson Wentz. Yeah. I don't know, man. We saw we saw the Jets just take out the Bengals. Yeah, and they were what 11, 12, 13 point favorites. Yes, Colts it's, are in the same position here. And yeah, but you know what though? The Colts run the ball a whole lot better. Yeah, that is true. That I mean, is true. Jonathan Taylor is. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is getting elite usage, dude. You know what, Rod? I wanted. I'm happy you brought that up because I feel like Jonathan Taylor got disrespected in drafts a little bit. He did. He was falling in sometimes into the second round and late, mm-hmm. late first. If you were one of those guys that were sitting at eighth overall pick. And you were like, nah, I'm not doing it. I'm not taking him. And you fucking took someone else instead. You're probably playing yourself right now because he is coming along. So let's look. So at ESPN's fantasy football PPR ranking sheets, you had before Jonathan Taylor, you had Zeke, Derek Henry, Saquon, Alvin Kamara, and Dalvin Cook. This is preseason? Preseason. Yeah. And I think he's outscoring all but two. Maybe but two. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, that's pretty good. And that's what I'm saying. Next year, I think you're going to be seeing like a completely different draft. I think your first... Well, depending on Derrick Henry's surgery and how he recovers, maybe he won't be going first overall. I think he would have been if he was healthy this whole year. I think he would have been undisputed yes. first overall pick next year, just considering he has like 40 more fancy points than the next guy. So I think with um, with those guys, you you see the usage coming along. Those are the guys you want to pick in the first three, four picks. So next year, I think you could be looking at, uh, not in this order, but Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, Dalvin Cook probably. Maybe. McCaffrey will still probably be up McCaffrey there will still be up there depending on how hurt he is. And I think Jonathan Taylor can slip into that top five. And I think you're going to see guys like Zeke Elliott and, and you know, those the, the household premier names. household names yes. are going to be in the back end this yes. year. I mean, we're starting yeah. to see that we're starting to see the shift. It's like you see all the old quarterbacks come out and you yeah. see the new ones come in. Yeah, no more we're Rivers, start- no more Roethlisberger, yeah. you know, no more Mannings, no more Breeze. And then all of a sudden you got the young guys coming in and it's the same shit that's going to happen with the running back rooms. So, yeah, obviously, obviously running backs have a short, uh, a shorter shelf life than, sure. than most other positions. So we're starting to see what feels like what sooner rather than later. These these guys that we've been watching, you know, Tear the tear the league up on the ground like Zeke. You yeah. know these guys; they're getting older. I mean, they're I don't know. It doesn't feel like they're old, but for running backs, it is. And we're starting to see these young guys, these younger, talented guys, Eckler. You know, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, they're gonna start. They're gonna start being the number one, number two, number three guys going forward. Probably. I don't. I don't want to spin off too much, but like if DeAndre Swift stays healthy all year, where do you think you see him go next year's drafts? Top three, top four? Ah, uh, no. I mean, no. probably the same position that Eckler went. I mean, eight, you see him go like at the late, late first. You know, why is that? Because he plays for the Lions. Yes, and injury he's history. The, he's literally the same. It feels like the same position that as Eckler, Eckler yeah. but, but on a better a worse, offense. Yeah, worse team. But yeah, I mean, these pass catchers that got have, have talent are are going to go in the first round just because the the value of the catch and the target is extremely high for. Yeah, you got backs. guys like Cooper Cup who are probably going to make their way in there too. But yeah, Monday, Thursday night game. Yeah, I'll probably betting wise, I don't want to. 
I probably won't mess with it at all, to be honest. No over under for you, 46? I don't even want to. I mean, it's so hard to gauge. I mean, the Jets just won against the Bengals, but we've also seen the Jets, you know, completely dud against the worst I think teams. that was fluke. I think it was just a bad day for the Bengals. Rod? I do too. I think it was a bad day for the Bengals. Yeah. And if I was to take a team, I would take the Colts. They're just, it's just too much. Yeah. It, I think coming off of like a yeah. big win and that, like, dude, Mike White got put in the Hall of Fame this week. Did you guys hear that? Did you guys see that? Oh, for what? His high school? No, no. Or something like that? No, like, like best debut. Uh, he has like the best debut of any quarterback ever. He had yeah. 400 yards, whatever, whatever. With 37 of 45 with 405 yards and three touchdowns. Where does that happen? Yeah, it and does. How it. does that happen? It doesn't. It's the <laughs> NFL for you. Yeah. Any given Sunday. I'll show I'll show you guys right now what it was. It was um, uh, Adam Schefter tweeted it out. He, he, he tweeted literally the jersey and the game ball has made its way into the Hall of Fame. And it says, Mike White's jersey and game ball from the win in his Jets debut has been added to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. His 37 completions are the most by a quarterback in their first start as he joins Cam Newton as a second QB since 1950 to throw for 400-plus yards in a debut. So Mike White's in the Hall of Fame now. Okay, but now, I'm, now I want to ride the Mike White train and exactly, take the Exactly, exactly. So <laughs> I'm telling you that that's what Vegas wants you to think. Yeah. They want you to think, holy shit, Mike White is way better than way, way better than uh, Zach Wilson and, yeah. and now this is a new reformed Jets oh my god Robert Sala got his guy and he's in the hall of no yeah put no the, put the brakes on put the brakes on everyone yeah. relax it's yeah. Mike fucking white it's Mike okay white. that's the whitest name of all now, time let me ask way. you guys something let's say Mike White has another like a 37 out of for 45 game are we like whoa okay this guy's legit. No, I just don't think it's in the. How many games does it take? I don't think it's in the cards. No, but here, Rod, like how many? And and this is like quarterback. We're not talking about like random ass receivers that come out of nowhere and we're like, oh, I've never seen this guy play before. Like he's pretty good. He just never got an opportunity. Like no, who the fuck is Mike White? Where did he go? Where did yeah, he go to college? Where, he where is went? he from? Was he is he a rookie? How old is he? He could be forty five for all I fucking know. He could have been in the league for twenty years. I literally have no idea who this guy is. And I'm pretty. Good. I'm the backup quarterback king. Like my alias when I do shit is Bryce Petty. Everyone knows that. Bryce Petty's my alias. Golf now. If I book a tee time, it's gonna say Mr. Petty. Yeah, that's me. Right. That's I, I'm the backup QB king. And I've never heard of Mike White. He he played college football at University of South Florida in Western Kentucky. How is that? South Florida and Western Kentucky? He played, yeah, he played at two. Oh, yeah. I thought you said he played at University of South Florida, yeah. Western Kentucky. No, he played at two schools. Like, how the yeah. fuck is that possible? And he was drafted by the Cowboys in the fifth round of the 2018 draft. Okay, okay. so he's a young guy. Yeah, he's 26. Interesting to me. I, Whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever. I, I just don't see it as being sustainable. But then again, like, you guys, you, you just never know. I Can you find a comparison of, like, a guy who... Came in as an opportunity. I guess Tom Brady, Cam Newton, Tom Brady. No, Cam, Cam Newton was drafted I, in the first round. Num- like numbers like that. No, no, up. I'm talking about random ass dudes who got drafted oh. a long time ago. Then obviously got an opportunity because someone Hill. went down. I feel now, like the- Taysom Hill was like he's, he got drafted to be the gadget guy. I guess. Really? I feel like and uh, everyone knew who Taysom Hill was. He was like electric in college. Really, I didn't know. Yeah, but he was like a Heisman candidate at some point because really, he, yeah, on his ground like him, him. Uh, who's that other dude? Trace McSorley. Uh, oh, a yeah. bunch of those those BYU Penn State athletic quarterbacks they they're all the same to me. Yeah, um, white athletic dudes who aren't really that good at throwing the ball. We'll just run a lot. Yeah, but like I guess Tom Brady is the only comparison I can make to Mike White. Well, maybe he's about to be the next Tom Brady. I don't know. I guess we will never know. I guess we'll see tonight. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see tonight. It's gonna be a good test. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's all I really have yeah. for the Thursday night preview. That's it. Uh, Nothing more. I mean, if you if you have Michael Carter, don't think about not starting him. I know you probably haven't started him yet, and you probably missed out on a 40 bomb on your bench last week. Almost 40. 
Um, don't think about it. Just I'm, put them. I'm in. actually upset at you that you're not acknowledging another guy right now, Michael Pittman, and like, oh yeah, like he's actually emerging as a dog. And I don't know if people have like recognized him and his capability to catch balls. And he's a freak. Score. He's yeah. a freak athlete too. He's really That's good. But keep keep going, man. I like that. What you got? Let's hear about Michael Pittman. No, I don't have much on oh, him. Okay. I was just saying, as no. you being a fantasy owner of him, I was saying, where's the where's the love for Michael Pittman Jr. right now? That's on me. I fucked up. I completely forgot about him. I was so I was so involved with the whole Mike White story and the Michael Carter. Yes. Yeah, Michael Carter. Mike. There's another the Mike. There's, there's, another Mike. there's another Mike. Yeah, there is another prison Mike. Mike. <laughs> prison Mike. <laughs> prison okay. Mike. That's not racist either, by the way. That's that's a office joke. We're gonna cut that probably. Um, I watched the office, so I couldn't pick up on it. Okay, so. well, it was an office thing. I'm prison Mike, but anyway, yeah, we're gonna cut all that. Okay. Um, Michael Pittman is emerging as a top guy, though, like undisputed. I tried to trade him earlier in the year for like AJ Dillon and shit. And this guy was getting targets after targets after targets. And I was like, ah, it's not sustainable. It's only Mm -hmm. because T.Y. Hilton's out. Well, guess what? T.Y. ain't coming back. Mm -mm. He ain't coming back. Mm -mm. And Zach Pascal is in a competition. Paris Campbell, I don't know. Does he still play? Uh, Uh, He might be hurt, hurt too. Yeah. So I like Pitter. He is good. No, I mean, I think think if you have Pittman, you're probably starting him. The only must start, I'd say, is Jonathan Taylor. But you definitely want to start Michael Carter and Michael Pittman if you can. Most people drafted Michael Pittman in the later round, so it's not you probably have a, a good, you know, one or two receivers ahead of him. But if you can get him in your flex or your wide receiver too, I think you should feel very comfortable throwing him in there. Same I with actually, I disagree with you. I think they are all three of those guys are a must starts. Like, like no debate. I think you need to find room for them on your starting lineup. Just considering the yeah. volume that all three of them oh, get. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. I think the only I, thing is with Pittman, we've seen we've seen him dud. A, a couple times. I don't think we have, honestly. He's had a couple duds. Dude, stash, I'm telling you, Colin, shoot. this guy, he has been consistent as hell this year. And you don't, you, I'm assuming you don't own him in anything. I don't own him in any leagues, but I was okay. looking at and his that's, numbers. That's why I'm saying, like, I think, I think people, it's one of those name test things where people are like, dude, he has been, he had one dud this year after week one. Listen to his, listen to his points in regular PPR league 20, 13, 12, 20, 6, 20, 30. This he's, guy. He's merging as a, as a wide receiver. Like one dud. Yeah. And I, it was against the Houston Texans. I'm sure they ran the ball a shit ton that game. So They're probably going to run the ball a shit ton today, though. That's the thing. I don't know. The Jets are here to play. We'll see. I've spent way too much time on the Jets and yeah, Colts. Let's move done. on. Let's Moving move on. All right. We want to talk about some numbers? Sure. Uh, I got quite a few numbers today. And these all of these numbers, I feel, are very useful information, whether it pertains to your lineup or whether it pertains to you know chiming in on these guys in the future to add to your team. We got some interesting numbers, and I want to start off with a, the first number I want to talk about is Patrick Mahomes, Rod. Ooh, 15. Rod, Rod had Patrick Mahomes had 15 checkdown passes completed last week, and that's the most by any quarterback since week 16 or since 2016. That's good. Is that good? <laughs> that's good. Rod clearly sake. didn't that's, listen to a word you just no, said. No, that's good for the sake of uh, the Chiefs and what they've been trying to do. Trying to win games? I respect that. I mean, yeah. the flexibility. Yeah, you definitely want to see the flexibility. It's just surprising to see a gunslinger like Patrick Mahomes, who usually is at the top of the league in terms yeah. of air, you know, yards. air yards and depth of target. That's the most check down passes completed in, in five, five years. We talked about that's the way that they're going to have to run the ball. And it worked. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I actually want to circle on that. It's like, so last week, if you guys caught our episode on last Thursday, and if you haven't, I highly suggest checking it out because we broke down um, why the Chiefs have been struggling offensively this year. And I told Rod, the only way to break the system is by running the ball, but the Chiefs can't consistently run the ball. So how do you technically run the ball without running the ball? 
You throw it to Tyreek Hill in the flat and let him do his thing. He, he can beat every single person in the league. Exactly. And I think being enemy realized that, all right, I literally have like the most impossible person in the world to tackle. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to get him the ball at like the one, two yard line and he let him get three to five. And guess what, Rod? If you get three to five every play, it's going to take you three plays to get a first down. You can march on the field. And that's why we saw that guy get six catches, uh, 70 yards and a touchdown on the first drive. They're just going to keep doing that shit. That is essentially running the ball for them. No, yeah, the Chiefs, Chiefs are smart to realize that, yes, Tyreek Hill, you're not getting the deep ball to him. You might as well check it down to him, give him some space to work with because he can beat anyone deep, run past anyone, but if you give him the ball, he can also make anyone miss in space. Yeah. So the Chiefs are got, got the right plan going. It's, you can't hit the deep ball because Mahomes is a little errant right now. Check it down. Let your guys work. Another number I have you for you guys in the quarterback department is rush attempts for Justin Fields the last two weeks, which is 18 he had 26 rush attempts in his first six games, and last week he had his first 100-yard game. I think this provides a pretty safe floor for Fields going forward if he's going to start using his legs more because, as we know, he's the most talented uh, rushing quarterback in the league with the likes of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he's right up there. You know how we talked about last week, Rod, that, like, that moment that we were talking about, that Dalvin Cook moment? Yeah. I think it happened for Fields this weekend. I do, too. That little spin-around bullshit, sideline to sideline, get in the end zone, no one touching him. That was his moment where I was like, all right, this kid can play. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a, I think he's a good ad. You know, he might pop off. I mean, we see Lamar Jackson. He didn't, he wasn't immediately a fantasy starter once he got the keys. Yeah. It took him a little bit. I think with Fields, especially in the situation he's in right now, it's gonna, it was gonna take a little growing for him. But now that he's running a little bit, Matt Nagy out, all of a sudden Fields is doing a little better. Yeah, there's a correlation there. They play the Steelers Monday night, right? They yeah. Is that who it is? Yeah. yeah, the Steelers. This is this is Fields' game. Ooh, I'm calling it right now. Like he actually is the truth. I really you think believe so? that. I really believe that. Like from the deep, like from the depths of my heart, I think Justin Fields is literally the league's future quarterback. The future quarterback. The future face of the NFL. Holy shit! But we have so, so many. We have so many young faces already. I know, but like he is like that young younger face of the youngers. Like okay, uh, yeah. we got the Lamar. So, you, you, yeah. so do you consider like Mahomes and stuff as the old heads now? Yeah, yeah, they're like the older head, like Lamar, Josh Allen, Patrick yeah. Mahomes. Like they're the old heads, but the old heads. You got the Fields, the Lawrence, you know the Zach yeah, Wilson, those young guys. the babies. All right, I'm gonna move on to the next quarterback uh, number in the know. For you guys looking for a quarterback, you might have Russ. You might be dealing with a little bit of injuries. But Taysom Hill, he started four games last year, and he averaged 23.1 points per game. He's got a safe floor. Obviously, he uses his legs. Obviously, you can't hit the deep ball. We've seen so many clips of him throwing the ball downfield, not even getting it 50 yards. You don't feel great about him starting, but he does have a safe floor with his legs. 23.1 points per game. That's pretty damn good. I will add that like this isn't if he is not announced as the starter, don't even fucking touch him with a 10-foot pole. I agree. Because if he's still in a gadget role and they thought that Simeon actually played well enough uh, last week to just take the keys and let Taysom come back and play his little gadget role. And even if it's 50-50, I don't like that shit. I, w- I need him to be like it was last year when uh, Breeze was out. I need him to be the sole owner of that ship and just run it himself. Otherwise, don't even touch him. But if he is a starter... You're going to see some Lamar Jackson type rushing yards and touchdowns for him moving forward. So th- those are good numbers to know because if you're down bad at quarterback, maybe you look to Taysom Hill. It's, mur- it's getting murky. We're getting at the point of the season where injuries are starting to kick in, bye weeks are starting to kick in. You need fillings, you need them quick. Taysom Hill is probably a good filling only if, only if he is confirmed as a starter. All right, but let's take it on the running backs. The first number to know for running backs is. 26%, and that's a target share from Michael Carter over the last two games. We already touched on it a little bit. He's getting a lot of looks out of that backfield. Pretty safe floor. You're assuming he's going to catch the ball, and you probably want to get him in your lineups this week. 
and probably moving forward as well. That's the highest on the Jets. Highest on no the Jets. No one's competing for him. No one's competing. Yeah, the Jets lived on a prayer, and Michael Carter is their answer to their prayer. He's 100%. probably their best, their best offensive <laughs> yeah. player. And for fantasy, that might mean that probably means something. Yes. All right, the next number to know: seventy-two percent, Rod. That is the percent of rush attempts Elijah Mitchell has accounted for for the 49ers. And that's second in the league to only Najee Harris. Derrick Henry was up there. Obviously, he's out of the picture now. But that's a pretty, that's a pretty important number to know. If this guy's getting the second highest percent of rush attempts for the team, that definitely means something. Unless, Especially when you're considering it with a guy like Najee Harris who gets all the work. That's the only guy that's in front of him, Rod. What do the 49ers have to show for that, though? I, I'll tell you what. I was just about to bring that up. Here's the thing. If you take... He had a, what, a 16-point game last week? 19. He ran for 140 Nin- yards. 19 points, and guess what? Jimmy Garoppolo had two rushing touchdowns, so he vultured him out of two yeah. touchdowns. Could you imagine adding two more TDs to Elijah Mitchell's game last yeah. week? You would have had a 40-point game. I don't understand the 49ers. Like, I don't they, either. They really confuse me, but like only That's person... That's my biggest beef with them. Only person who I'm like, oh, I'm fantasizing over it's Debo, Debo. that's it oh we, we, we're gonna talk yeah. about Debo coming up here soon no, but yeah. you're right right I mean those offenses that are like next level and and, and and Shanahan and his fucking 12 guys get 12 different dudes get carries per game the wide receivers get okay George Kittle will probably get a carry this week I don't fucking know and they almost lost the Bears honestly yeah because he tries to do it's a definition of the shit that we talk about all the time with the Chiefs you they try do, to be too cute too cute yep. just fucking play just play the play football play ball yeah, but I think the important thing to take away is Mike Shanahan, or Kyle Shanahan, he always likes to have his his guy, his hot hand running back. You know, when it was Raheem Mostert, when he was healthy, he loved just getting the ball to him and just letting him ride the hot hand because they run a, a good, effective zone run scheme. And I think they found their guy with Elijah Mitchell. I think they're going to be riding him. As long as he stays healthy, I think he's a guy that you can look forward to for the rest of the year in the 49ers backfield. Another right. number I want you guys to know is that Devontae Booker has accounted for 100% of the team carries, red zone opportunities, and targets out of the Giants' backfield last week. 100. All of them. I love them. him. Yeah. Sa- if Saquon can just sit out for whatever he's doing, figure out, I don't know how the hell you get COVID, and you already yeah, been out. you're already out. You're already out. Who are you around, yeah, bro? Who are you around? Sit the fuck at home. <laughs> yeah. Devontae <laughs> Booker is actually the real deal, he's I think. He's a dog. He's a dog. So let the man play. Let the boys play. Let him play. Okay. I mean, the thing I, feel, is- I feel bad for him, dude. Like, get this guy an opportunity somewhere else. Let him be. He's clearly a bell cow. Yes. He can handle a workload. Yes. He's getting 15-plus tar- uh, carries a game, mm-hmm. six targets a game. He's getting the yards. He's getting, obviously, like Colin said, 100% of the red zone opportunities, 100% route run routes ran from the backfield, and 100% of the uh, carries. He's clearly a bell cow. Find this guy a team or tell Saquon to kick rocks because at this point, I like durability. Best availability, the best ability is availability. Amen, brother. I mean, the thing is, obviously, it's, if you get 100% of the looks, especially as a running back, you you have value. And that value is standalone, you know, RB2 at worst. But that's the difference. Like Devontae Booker, good running back. He's, he, does not, he doesn't have the talent that Saquon has or some of these other guys have. And that's why it's so important that when you have a guy with that talent and that gets that workload, like a Saquon Barkley or Najee Harris, that's why you see them put up these numbers every week. Obviously, Booker has been getting the majority of the looks and touches while Saquon's been out. But it hasn't been, always been, you know, 15, 20 points every week for him. Obviously, he's had a couple duds. But when you get 100% of the looks, you feel pretty good about it, and you feel pretty good about that being your RB2 fill-in. And the last number to know for running backs is, obviously, we saw Derrick Henry go out this week and probably out for the season. So everyone's wondering, Adrian Peterson, Jeremy McNichols, who's it going to be? Who's the guy that's going to take over? Which one is worth the start? And honestly, I don't think we, we know until we know. Yeah. But what we do know is that while Derrick Henry was in, Jeremy McNichols got 74% of his touches on downs with 10-plus yards to go. 
This Obviously, is like the third down back, you know, third down, long down, distance. yeah, they all know that it's probably gonna be a pass opportunity. And yeah, that's what I'm worried that the same shit's going to happen with Adrian Peterson here. I feel like he might be, you know, the one, two down back. And then all of a sudden you got McNichols coming in on, on passing plays. And I just don't see this guy taking first down carries. But with McNichols, obviously, he's a smaller guy. He's in that third down catching, pass catching role. He's still he's still a bigger guy. I, I think I saw he's 215 pounds. He's pretty fucking big. He's small, but I think he just looks small next to Derrick Henry when you're comparing yeah. those two. I think everybody. Yeah, that's 100% true. And the thing is with Adrian Peterson, he's 38, 39 years old. So obviously, yeah. we don't, we can't expect this guy to stay on the field. Wait, time game. out, time out. Adrian Peterson's almost 40? Yeah. I saw a stat that he is the only active player from the 2007 draft class that is not a long snapper or a kicker. <laughs> Holy shit. And it's a running back. Adrian yeah, who's, who's is thirty six years old. Thirty six years dude, old. That's but he's crazy. Approaching Forty years old. Because, dude, um, I'm pretty sure that running backs' average life expectancy uh, in the NFL is three and a half years. Yeah, something it's like very that. short. And Adrian Peterson. And I'm talking about back. retired out of the league, three and a half years, like find your nine to five type yeah. shit. Yeah. So that's insane to me. Everybody was panicking because they thought Frank Gore had made a return in that Kansas City, Ch- Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, who the hell is Derek Gore? Yeah, no one knew. But we're like, fuck, is that Frank Gore? Did he just arise from the dead? <laughs> he arise from the dead. Also, the Chiefs are like, guess who we got? <laughs> yeah, did you see the pictures of the memes going around? Yeah. It was just Frank Gore, the fake mustache. Yeah. It's Derek Gore. Should find an opportunity for him to play elsewhere. That would be the most chief shit ever. Yeah, that would be. That's like them signing. Who'd they sign? Uh, uh, LaShawn McCoy. Like, yeah, I don't know where. McCoy. Yeah. Yeah. Bell. Josh Gordon. Yeah, yeah. The whole time, what's Josh Gordon fucking doing? Is he playing or what? Know, his snaps, his snaps are going up. He's he got some looks this week. Easy I was pissed when they made that that acquisition. Yeah, it was more distractions. But anyway, go back. Jackson. All right, fuck Mary Kill Jackson Mahomes, Josh Gordon, and uh, Spagnola. Or no, Sorensen, Jackson Mahomes, Josh Gordon. Fuck Mary Kill. Go Rod. I tell you, Mary Sorensen. Really? Yeah. I, he, okay, he's having a bad year. We'll get over it. Yeah, you guys kill, will go through some marriage counseling. Kill Jackson, <laughs> and I'll I'll just make ties with Josh Gordon. All right. Some wide receiver numbers to know. Hunter Renfro has one game below 10.7 fantasy points this season. Obviously, with the tragic and horrific news from Henry Ruggs and his camp, um, he's no longer on the team anymore. Hunter Renfro is now going to be seeing a lot of targets. I know him and Derek Carr have a really good relationship. They're golf buddies. Um, They're locker mates, according to sources. And I like Hunter Renfro's route running. Always have, always will. That guy is a red zone threat anywhere he's at because that guy is creative with his little corkscrew routes. Unbelievable. He's got a triple move in the red zone. Five yards and in, he can do a triple move. What do they call that? They call it like the 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 Chinese... the right, the screw route? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's screw, screw route, route, but it's it's got a name. Yeah, it's like a Chinese or just something. Screw. Chinese no, firework. They call it something. I'm telling you. They do. Yeah, they yeah. talked about it on one of the Monday yeah. night games. Yes. It's like a Chinese firework or some shit. When they told me to run that route. They told me to run the screw. Yeah, but he doesn't screw. run a screw. Yeah. It's a screw with a with another double move on it. Yeah. All right, next we'll go to Debo Samuel. Roddy, we already alluded to him earlier in the show. Debo Samuel has 34 percent of target share. That is the highest in the league for any player on any team. He's so good. So good. He's so fast. And yards after the catch, too, are just so impressive. You it's see that touchdown team. he had uh, this past weekend? Yeah. It's like 99 yards, yeah. something and like he, that. No, I, think it, I think it got uh, Nine. canceled out. It wasn't a touchdown. I think he uh, 
got pull, put out at the one or something. Yeah, it's at the one. You're right. Yeah, but sorry, that would have been like literally an 18 point play. Like it was 90 yards, and he was outrunning everybody. Mm-hmm. And what people don't understand about him, you know, like an average football uh, football game watcher might not understand the art of route running. Debo Samuel is a special route runner. Like he gets open. He's very very good at that. So. Um, just, that's just, that's just something to think about. If you are looking to upgrade your team, I feel like other than Cooper cup, there is no one better in the NFL right now to upgrade your team with than Debo Samuel, because he's getting the targets, he's getting open, he's getting the results. Yeah. For those of you people that, that think that this might not be sustainable for Debo, he's like, he, he's not your, you know, the wide receiver one you're used to hearing about. Debo Samuel is a locked and loaded wide receiver one the rest of the way, and probably a high end wide receiver one at that so yeah, Debo like, Samuel, like future early second round pick next year. Yes, yes. He is locked and loaded, ready to go. As long as he stays healthy, he will supply for your team. All right. And then lastly, for wide receivers, I have 14 games with 10 plus targets over the last two seasons for Deontay Johnson. That, Rod, Rod, I'm listening. I need you to focus up, man. I'm listening. I feel like you're over there falling asleep. I'm getting the stat right now. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm the stat statistician. Statistician. Uh, statistician. statistician. Say that three times real quick. Dude, you nailed that. Shut the fuck up. All right. 14 games with 10 plus targets over the last two seasons for Deontay Johnson. That's the most in the NFL. Yes. Think about how many points that is. A lot. Well, it's targets. It's targets. Think about, yeah. That's not yeah. reception. Yeah. So he's think got about, a lot of think points about how too, many, yeah, That's what I was saying. <laughs> that equates to points. Think about if you're in a PBR league. Think yeah. about how many points that is. 14 games with 10 plus targets. If he's catching 50% of those, that's a lot of fucking points. Seven. No, we know Five how much Colin loves Deontay Johnson. So this is when I go on his range and be like, the league needs to be put on notice that Deontay Johnson is a top five, ten wide receiver. Go ahead, do it. No, no wait, do I'm, you disagree I'm, with that though? I don't disagree is, with yeah, that. I think you should I think the league should be put on notice. I feel like everybody when people think about Deontay Johnson, they think about his drops. Yep, there That's it what is. they think about. Deontay drops. <laughs> and here is, we go. is that wrong? You no, go, no, no. Here we go. Here That's we go. His nickname. You yeah, go here a, we go. You go up to a random, a random guy on the street who's a casual football watcher. You ask him about Deontay Johnson. If he knows who he is, the first thing you probably mention is the fact that, oh, yeah, he drops the football a lot. But people don't realize this, this dude is talented, and he's getting – the, mo- the, the most usage out of any receiver in the league, even mm-hmm. more than Debo, even more than Devontae Adams. Is he the clear number one going forward in Pittsburgh, without a doubt? Yes, without a doubt, he's a clear number one. I don't know what's going to happen when Big Ben hands the keys over to someone else. but That's someone time- else better not fucking be Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins. Haskins. But the thing is with Deontay Johnson, he, he can do it all. He's a, he's a, he, he can beat you deep. He can catch a short intermediate mm-hmm. and make you miss. He's a Debo Samuel. I don't think he's a, as talented as Debo Samuel. But this guy is talented, and he gets the looks. He is a top 12 receiver going forward. Lock that in. Okay. You want to do tight ends, Rod? Uh, sure. Uh, so tight ends. <laughs> 31% air yard percentage share for Kyle Pitts. It's the highest among tight ends. Surprise? No surprise. I do. Ah. I would say that's uh, that's pretty fucking surprising because Kyle Pitts sucks. <laughs> See, I'm on that. I'm not on the train that he sucks, but I think that he's beginning to be overrated. That's what I'm saying. He has two good weeks in a row. What do you do last week, Colin? Not much because he sucks. And I mean, the Everyone, everyone's like, "Oh but, my God, it's but, a coming but, out party but, for but, Mr. Pitts." But Calvin Ridley is done with football. Yeah, he whatever. I, I hope he's okay. He's yeah. retired. He's stepping away. Somebody's got to step up, step up on that offense, and it ain't gonna be Cordell Cordell Patterson much longer or Mike Davis. And I'll I, tell you that, Rod. I will say. Um, something people have to take into account this week for Kyle Pitts, and I'm like really scared. 
for myself because I'm playing you and I call Pitts owner is Colin. Like people, like general people might be saying, all right, well, the New New Orleans Saints are a horrible matchup for Kyle Pitts against tight ends. They're like the fourth best tight end defense in the NFL. What people don't know is that the New Orleans Saints are like the sixth worst matchup for wide receivers, which means like like good for receivers, bad for tight ends. And Kyle Pitts essentially is a wide receiver. I am he actually, lines up on the outside. I'm actually taking a risk on the Saints defense this week and playing them. You want to hear why? Because Matt Ryan is trash. Yes. And the front line for the Saints front is seven, ex- yeah. ex- extremely, extremely talented. Very good. And I think they're going to provide a lot of pressure to Matt Ryan. I, think I don't Matt think that's Ryan. a risk starting picks. the Saints. I think the Saints well, are a good defense. Based off of his stat that he just said, that the Saints defense is not yeah. that no, I'm saying Great. I'm saying for like Kyle Pitts, like you know when you go on ESPN and it says like the matchup, it's all red because yeah. they're really good. What people don't understand is that's for tight ends, but Kyle Pitts isn't necessarily a tight end. He's a wide receiver that has a label as a tight end. He lines up more in the slot on the outside than he does on the line of scrimmage. So like just keep that in mind. He's not going against linebackers and stuff because the, the Saints do have great cover linebackers. That's awesome for them. What I really want to touch on is the fact that I don't think you a guy a tight end can be possibly be overrated. I feel like the the position as a whole is so such a crapshoot after the top three guys. I mean, even in the top three guys, look at Travis Kelsey. He's putting up four points a game the last two weeks. TJ Hawkinson, he's finally come back from the grave the last the last two weeks. Last I mean, week was the only good week he's had. That's what I'm saying. While. The tight end position is so murky, and you got a receiver playing tight end in Kyle Pitts, and you have that luxury that most most tight ends can't score over twenty points in a given week. I'm saying I'm saying like the. The pedestal we put him on of what he how he was going to perform yeah. in this league, I think that it's kind of a I guess we've overestimated what we think that he would be doing. Is it because of his quarterback? Maybe it's Possibly. because of the offense of how it's ran. Maybe sure, but, but historically, tight ends don't perform. Rookie, but tight he's ends. not a tight end. Yeah, yes, but, but said, yeah, Collins yeah. right. Rookie tight ends historically do not perform. I well. understand that, but I'm saying from what our expectations were. I would have expected him to do a lot better than what he has because he's not just a tight end, as you said. He is a wide receiver, yeah. but not 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 to like agree with Colin because fuck Colin. And he's still but, a rookie, though. Rookie but I will say, like this in. exact conversation we're having, Rod, is something you could have done with TJ Hawkinson. Um, it's something you could have done with uh, Mark Andrews. I'm sure, uh, like you could do it with a bunch of guys that they're just rookie tight ends don't work out. Like Noah Fan didn't do great his rookie year. Uh, it so just do happens. You, do that you way. think that it's going to get better? Yeah, as a, yeah with yeah. Atlanta, with Matt Ryan as your quarterback. No, 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 no. Well, that's the thing. I don't think. I think Matt Ryan's probably out this year. I'm gonna assume. What, what What's the record right now? It can't be great. No, they're. they're I think they're four and four. Maybe. No, no, they're not. They they're just three and four. Week. They're fourth in the NFC South. They're gonna they're have a three top and 10. four. Yeah. They're, they're, but they're, that's fourth in the NFC South. Yeah, they're not winning that division. Yeah, you gotta think about how good that division is. Yeah. So, I mean, the Tampa, uh, New Orleans, they're one and two. Who's the third team? Carolina. They're competing pretty well. They beat well. them last week. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's not their faults. I mean, they're in a bad, they're in a really good division, but um, three and four is going to get you probably a top 10 pick. There's a lot of three and four teams right now, but that'll separate throughout the next eight weeks. I mean, I, I can see them 100% taking a quarterback here. Okay. Probably an athletic one, too. So, last one for the tight end uh, 14 targets for Pat. Uh, Fryermuth is that you say his last name? Something like that. It, you know yeah. what? It, you kind of just say it however you yeah, want. I, I saw Fryermuth in two games without Juju. What happened to Eric Ebron is my question. I think he's, he's hurt. He's, he's been hurt. hurt. Yeah. Has he been hurt? Yes. Okay. And, um, well, not that I have to say this, but he also sucks balls. Eric Ebron. Fucking tweet me, Ebron. Fucking defend yourself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah I'm going to just tweet this clip. <laughs> hey, Ebron. Brick hands. Brick, Sup, brick. bro. <laughs> Sup. Anything else you guys want to cover with those numbers? Nah, man. That's it. I mean, I like. There's a lot of successors happening this week, uh, and and that might be going forward. And just to name a few guys, 
and then we can get on to the who am I. But um, people that, you know, if you guys want to talk about them, you guys want to hear about some of these guys, please go ahead and tweet us at LiveWireFF on Twitter. Go ahead, give us a follow, give us a tweet. Ask us anytime you guys want, guys. Anytime you guys want, line up questions. We will try our damnness to get back to you guys and answer those for you. But just some some people to keep in mind, you know, the Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill battle. What's going on there? Adrian Peterson, Jeremy Nichols. What's going on there? Saquon is out again. Devontae Booker, we talked about that. Get him in your lineups. He's good. Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell. I don't fucking know what's going on there. <laughs> Mike White. We talked about that. We'll Hall see. of Fame. We'll see. Hall of Fame. Yeah. The last one I really, 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 really want to talk about, and I feel like as Detroit Lions fan, we have an obligation to make fun of this guy at any cost. Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers, that whole debacle with the vaccination, non-vaccination, what's going on there? That's the last thing I want to talk about. And, Rod, I will let you uh, – you can take the reins on this one to start it off because we are clearly biased and we hate that guy. So we're going to get it a lot dirtier than you will. So you about can, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, you can start off and then we can um, talk about, like, what do we expect from Jordan Love? I think that Jordan Love will have a decent game. It's going to be a good coming out game for Jordan Love, I think. It's got a good matchup. That's Chiefs defense sure. is bad, right? Aaron Jones is a, the king. He runs the ball very well, uh, and that's what they're going to depend on. They're not going to depend on Jordan uh, Jordan Love's arm. They're going to let Aaron Jones run it, and then it's going to open up the play action, and he's going to make some some plays. They're going to be like, oh, my God, he's so good. But really, Kansas City Chiefs defense sucks, all right? Uh, but Aaron Rodgers, I think, is very selfish in a way, if you ask me. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, I think he's the most selfish. I think that he's the worst. He put his team in a situation that could have been avoided. An unacceptable situation yeah. he put his team yeah. in. Yeah, and now he's the, the leader. The leader. You're going to be out two games now, potentially, because you could have most likely yeah. done something a long time ago. Obviously, you can do whatever, do whatever the hell you want. It's his choice. It's your choice. But it's like, dude, you are here to win a championship. You are here to put your team in the best position to win. Why are you doing everything you can as the leader to do what you Exactly. So, yes, it is your choice ultimately, Mr. Rogers. But I will say, the guy at UPS who decided not to get his vaccine and the fucking quarterback of the Green Bay Packers are two different people. Okay? Nobody cares if Jim misses his UPS shift. Exactly. But I'll tell you what. If you lose two out of two games... Fucking Green Bay is going to have your head on a pole. No, and buddy. they should. It's your choice. I'm not saying it's not your choice, but in the in the platform that he holds, Aaron Rodgers, you are the captain of that ship, right? You are the captain. Why are you putting your team in this situation in big games like this? He's solely responsible for that team's success. Yeah, that's through it. And through. That's it. Solely, so, like no know. one else. It's I, not. It's not Lafleur. It's not Lafleur. It's not Aaron Jones. It's Aaron Rodgers is solely responsible for that team's success, with or without Devontae, yeah. with or without Aaron Jones. It, it don't matter. It's him, and he is now out two games because why? He's because he don't want it that bad. He's immune. He don't want it that bad. He I, don't want to play the sport. We talked about this he's before, done, bro. bro. I could tell by week one when he played the Saints. Yes. bro. I get. I see signs with people. We're not showing up to camp or yeah. anything. Or I'll do all of that. He'd rather hang out with Miles Teller in Hawaii. And it's working right so now. Would I. It's working right now because he's so talented and he has some great pieces around him. Devontae Adams, Tanya, and obviously he's obviously he's out now. But Aaron Jones and like he's got good pieces around him. So that's why it's been great. But it's over. It's done. It's over. Uh, so Jordan Love coming out party. Gregory, if I'm wrong, he's played before, yeah? I don't. He's never started a game. Not started. He just came in, right? But you're asking a lot. I mean, the thing is, I feel like we're going to find out a lot about Jordan Love this week. You're asking the, You're asking your guy to make his, his first career start against one of the most high-powered offenses that he has to keep up with. It's a lot to ask for. We're on the road. Out. Sorry. On the road. He's, it's in Kansas City. It's at Arrowhead. I mean, it's a lot to ask for. It's a lot to ask for. So, I mean. But that, that is so 
Fuck Aaron Rodgers. That's that's so bad to put your quarterback, rookie. I wouldn't even say he's not a rookie, but like new quarterback. Technically a rookie, I'd say that. In Why a, not? In a position like that. In a position like that against the reigning uh, yeah, Super Bowl AFC we champions. We get it. We got it. We, we get it. Got it good. They suck right now. Yeah, but, but just, you know what? They're still the Chiefs. Yeah. And his arrowhead's still rocking. That's exactly. You had, to def- you had to go against another defender. That's arrowhead. So it's like. That's so irresponsible, like, yeah, You bro. think that kid's ready for that shit? That's going to be tough. And I tell you, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if the Packers go 0-2 with these two games that he's out. I would want Aaron Rodgers gone. I, everyone's going to want him. I would. Well, you can't trade him. You can't cut him. No, well, I would just say, I'm just saying like, they're, they're going to get pissed. Yeah, I would say don't come back next year, bro. And dude, it, clearly Aaron Rodgers is like, like unarguably now like one of the biggest assholes of all time because he's clearly not liked by anyone. No. Yeah. And I, like, I'm not going to get into his personal life. I'm not even going to bring that up. Like, I'm just being honest. Like, it's none of my business, whatever. But he clearly has issues. Like, he has issues with the front office. He's got issues with teammates. He's got issues. With, everyone's got fucking issues with this guy. Must be him. It's got to be. If you, hey, Rod, you know the good old saying? If you smell shit everywhere you walk, check the bottom of your shoe. Yeah. Hey. He ain't checking it. He ain't checking. Check the I shoe. still think Aaron Rodgers has the leverage, though, after all he's done for the Packers. Of course he does. He no could literally, he he could literally show up to work naked and you know shit on you know GM's desk. He's still gonna be out there starting. But who wants? <laughs> Can you that, imagine though? this guy just if, walked if, in? If you're, the, if you're a fan, your quarterback has put you through the fucking blender for a whole year in the offseason. Oh yeah, like the most brutal offseason of yeah. all time. For then someone. you do this, it's like, bro, you don't even respect us as an organization. Goodbye. But what? Look, look at a diehard Packer fan. What do you think they're gonna say? You think Brad Wine? Of gives course a fuck they what, don't. What but doing? at some at some point in time, you gotta turn the page, Brad Wine. Right? Brad, but <laughs> they're not gonna turn that page until they ha- that page is turned. You know what I mean? Well, they're, they're, not, gotta, look, they they're not looking forward to <laughs> it. You're right. I'll so they gotta lose much. some goddamn games first for them to be able to turn the page. And it's about, yeah, but happen. that's also it's like a lose lose win win because if they go zero and two without Rodgers, that just proves that they need Rodgers. And if they go two and zero without Rodgers. Then that proves that Jordan Love was the right pick anyway. So yeah. I, it's like a lose lose win win for anyone who's not a Packer fan, I guess. Oh, Jesus, you can win or you lose. Either you, yeah, I guess either you win or you lose. Disaster. Whatever. All right, Rock, give us the Who Am I? I need to fucking make some ground up on this. Pick. Yeah. All right. Current record of the Who Am I's: Alex Ristic one and zero, Colin zero and one. Okay. Size. So oh, for, yeah. for everybody who knows the rules of how Who Am I works, I read out the clues. You guys don't. Think out, think aloud. Okay, yeah. text me your your final option. If I sit, send you a clue or I say a clue, don't say it like, "Oh yeah, this guy I know." No, no, no. You're gonna help the other person. All right. So we're gonna go wide receiver again this week. All right, no cheating, Colin. No, no fucking cheating. bullshit. Don't hold be looking at me. Yeah, hold don't your be phones. doing nothing. Also, I will say, Rod, um, tell the folks at home, play along. You know, play along. Yes, play along. you have to have a moderator, so have somebody that sits in between, so, so you can be the person. We're just playing get, your head. We're playing your head. Playing your head. Yep. All right, this is a wide receiver this week, guys. All right. First one, who am I? I am a top 20 ranked fantasy wide receiver. Got it. <laughs> no clue. No locks. No locks. No, wouldn't say so yet. Next clue. I feel like my quarterback used to love me, but loves someone else now. Loves someone else now just as much. My quarterback used to love me, and he loves You're someone saying else. it in already? No, I'm just I'm just typing. <laughs> no locks. No oh, locks. Hold on, okay. hold on, hold on. Top twenty. I'm I'm fucking writing this down. Quarterback top used 20. to love me, but he doesn't love me. Top as twenty, much. but he could be top ten. I can't give you that. Okay. You be used to love me. All right, next clue. I didn't get much to any love in my draft class. 
No works. locks. This one works so far still. No locks. Okay. One guy who's, you guys you got a guy? This guy fits the bill. I don't even have a guy. These next, after this one, you guys should probably be able to get after these next two. All right. I think my last team's performance, which was a loss, was a, it was very much a lackluster performance. I came out in the media. I don't know if you guys watched it, but he was not happy with his team's last performance, and they lost. No. Nope. Nope, nope. Dude, I, I am I am lost right now. Okay, we're gonna we're, we're about to get you right here. I specifically had a very good year in 2017 and 2018. I got it. Oh, I wanna lock it in right now. 2017, 2018, I hit a stride. I was at the top of my game. Alright, I have I have it. I have it, I have it, and Colin lost again. Are you sending it in, Colin? I just sent it in. If you sent it in, I just sent it in. No, you can't. You can't know. Are you sending it in or not? I already sent mine. Did he actually, Rod? He sent his. All right, I sent mine too. Okay. We'll fucking guys, tie him. You guys want me to keep going? Yeah, keep it going. I try to hit the dance, but not as good as yeah, others. I, 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 got, I got feeling. I got feeling too. All right, Colin sent it first. first. No, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. It goes by round. Boom. It goes by round. It doesn't matter. You know that's not, you know that that's is, true. That is true. It goes by round. What? So you have a fucking draw and a oh, loss I now. I had Oh, I had it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Top twenty. All right, but you should have sent it in earlier. So I only sent it because Colin's still it. winless. Yeah, I but thought, nice draw, man. I thought you had it, Colin. I did have. I had it typed in you my. Should, you should have yeah. sent it because well, I didn't have anything. Got it already. It was like I had Adam. And my last clue was going to be that my quarterback has a, a close ties to you guys, Michigan State. Michigan State. Oh, State yeah. Cousins. All right, that's fair. All right, well done, Rod. Happy Week Ten, guys! Remember to check us out on Sunday at 11 a.m. approximately Eastern Standard Time on Twitter at LiveWireFF at LiveWireFF. And guys, remember to tweet at us for any questions, lineup questions, stardom sitems. You want to bitch about us for losing you money? Come on at us. You want to praise us for winning you money? Come on in. Producer parlay hit last week. Producer parlay hit last week. Yes. Oh, my God. Rod's hot now. <laughs> yeah. All right. So tune in with us, guys, on Sunday live. And thank you again for joining us today. 